we turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coasts of Seresia, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, all one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew 16, verse 13. How Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi. And he asked them saying Amen. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now I'm going to preach on upon this rock will I build my church. Now I'm going to, uh, it's kind of continuation of last Sunday's preaching. Uh, to find how the scriptures encourages us or tells to us what it means when we suffer trials and tribulations. I have been looking at all the songs that have been sung this morning. Through the praise and the worship. And through all the special songs. And I could tell that it is the will of the Holy Spirit. For us to uh, to talk about the trials, and I could see that uh, there is uh, a strain on the people today, and uh, such a pressure on the believers. I don't know what it is about the world. 
but about especially the believers. There is a lot of strain every moment. Yeah, one minister was uh, talking to me this morning. We were, he, he sent me, we were chatting with him this morning. And he sent me a message. He's a minister, you all know he's a wonderful brother here in the country. He, he, this, the message made me actually, I ended up laughing and uh, lifting uh, uh, the pressure. He said, this is the real journey now. And I said, I think every scripture about his coming is getting fulfilled. There is a reason why he started this way. There is something that we had shared. And he said, I have never felt this journey so hard for me like these days. Everything is just a fight. There are discouragements and bad reports coming all, all over. Yet we are like so and so fell, so and so strayed from the faith, so and so like this, so and so. So a lot of reports and bad, uh, coming in all the time. Then he continues has filled souls. The hill is so great to climb. May God increase more oil, more energy, more courage, more billboards along the way. And he put the lines of the song that we have just sang, that's why I've sang it. There is a few more years to roll. A few more years to wait. And uh, I had already prepared this sermon. Because I asked God to give me a sermon. That I would preach and feel in my heart that I'm speaking the will of the Spirit. And when this came, I felt so. I mean, when I had already received this sermon, that I should talk about how the enemy cannot defeat the church of God. No matter what he does. No matter what happens. You see when Jesus said that upon this rock will I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It meant that the church will not be free. Free from 
fights. It will not be free from storms. It will not be free from challenges. It will be encountered and fought. But Jesus said, it shall not the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God. And why the gates of hell shall not prevail is because of where it is planted. It is planted upon the rock. And that is a rock of revelation of who Jesus is. If you have a revelation if you have revelation of who Jesus is and you know he's your everything he is your city of refuge he is your rock in the weary land he is your shepherd he is your help he is your strength here and after here he is your eternal refuge we are in him before the foundation of the world. We are in him. And when this world is no more, we shall be in him. No wonder the apostle Paul said, who shall separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. I want to tell you, church, that you were there before your adversary was made. Before Satan was created, you were there. You were in the mind of God. You are not a, a creature of time. You are eternal as God is eternal. So the devil who is a creature of time cannot defeat you who is eternal. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Satan was created and Satan will end. He has his place in the lake of fire. It was prepared for him. He is bound for the lake of fire. He is bound for the lake of fire. There is no way out for him. But for you are for you, you are bound for the promised land. You are bound for eternity. Praise be the name of So stop paying attention to what the devil is doing and what the devil is saying. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. Now, the church of Jesus Christ has been a church that has gone through trials and tribulations temptations. The trials that come to you today, they are the kind that all your brethren have gone through. All the people of God have gone through trials. No way escape. No one did not go through trials. No one was te not tempted. No one that was not challenged. All of God is people where 
tried. So thinking not strange. When those trials come to you. Amen. Amen. Let us add a few scriptures. First Peter chapter 1 verse 6. Says wherein ye greatly rejoice through now. Sorry. Wherein ye greatly rejoice though now for a season. If need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Nchobu wemujagulizamu ni wakubadenga mwana kuwazibwa mkukeme wokutalikumu akasera katonoka kano obanga chiba gwanira. You see, told them they are in heaviness. Oraba ya bagamba bali mkuzito uwerirwa. Through manifold temptations. Okuyita mkukeme wokunji. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You see, he's telling the church, Simon Peter, the very one Jesus said upon this rock, I build my church. Which we know it was not upon Peter, but, but upon the revelation that of Jesus Christ. That was, that was seen or revealed in Peter of who Jesus is. So the very Peter is saying that the trials of the believer's faith is much more precious than of gold that perisheth. Though it be tried with fire. Amen. So, he said, we rejoice. We rejoice when we are tried. And the trials of our faith is more precious than precious God. Then the apostle James wrote in James 1, 2. You turn behind after Peter. He said... My brethren, count it all joy when he fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Amen. So, the apostle James is telling us count it joy when you are tested. 
Amen. Don't feel upset. Don't feel dismayed. Don't feel discouraged. But when you're tested, according to the word of God, count it all joy. Because the, the, the reason he said the trying of your faith worketh patience. Amen. Amen. Patience. The Bible says though you were a son yet learned he obedience by the things he suffered. Jesus Christ needed obedience. He needed patience when he was, when he was beaten and harassed and reduced to the on the cross. He needed patience. He needed obedience to the Father and the Bible says that person did not just create come by birth that because he was a son of God the Bible says he learned obedience by the things he suffered so trials and temptations and testings that you meet that you go through they give you the character and that character is more precious than precious Go. Because a man without character cannot rule. And character is not a gift. But it is victory. You cannot give a character as a gift handed to you. No. But you attain it. You gain it through what you go through through what you suffer. That is how you gain the character. Praise God. There is a story I looked at this morning I didn't find it. But when I talk about character I think of a, a story of a certain rich man that was riding through uh, I think it was Chicago something. And he saw an old uh, building, an old barn that had been wooden. Wooden was a wooden barn that had been abandoned for so many years. And now it has been burnt by the sand for so long a time until the wood turned through the sunburn and it gained an appearance to him as someone who had an element of art that there was no there was no paint on earth that could paint that character that appearance on the wood that had been created by the burning of uh, of uh, 
of the sun. So he looked for the owner. And he told him, I want to buy this old barn. And the man was saying, but it's my barn. It's been there for me. I don't like to, I don't want to sell it. He said, no, I offer you, I offer you a lot, so much. I don't remember the amount that he offered, but it was a big, big amount. Then the owner was willing to surrender it. Because the the, the, the offer was so attractive. And then he took it and put it on his big ma. I mean, he, dis he disassembled it. And he used that wood on his mansion. Either it was in New York or somewhere. In one of the big cities of America. Those are the details that, are, that I don't remember that are in the story of the place where he put it and the amount that it costed him. Praise God. But why did he like, why did, why did he get so interested in that old band? It was because of the time-tested experience of the sunburn that quality that appearance the story says could never be created or made by any painting if you, if you have an element of art you know what I'm talking about artists love nature they love to look at rocks and in nature in its way in whichever way it is Something that has been turned the appearance by, by the, 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 the long stay in the weather. It gives it an appearance that nothing artificial can match. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And now the wood on that barn lived on that big mansion of that rich man which it had costed, which it had costed him a lot of money. Brother, sister, that's how you're going to be taken from this earth one of these days. And you'll be taken on the mansion of the rich man, Jesus Christ. And you'll be put in his kingdom with a character that no gift can give you. With a character nothing can mold but it can only be molded by trials and the storms and the sunburns that you go through that's why the apostle tells us here the trials of our faith is more precious it gives us a value oh hallelujah than any precious 
righteous God. In Romans chapter 5 verse 3. And it says, and hope maketh not a... Oh, we can begin... Uh, amen. We can begin with... Oh, yes. Verse 3. Chapter uh, 5, verse 3. Yes. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. We glory in tribulations. Oh, Paul, one time, Paul Rumu, he was talking about his life in a ministry. And he said, I know a man who was taken to the second heaven. He said he saw things that are not even uh, uh, lawful to be spoken. He said, of that man will I glory. But for me, I will not glory but in my infirmities. And you know that man that was talking about was himself. He's the one who was taken to the Second heaven. He said whether in a trance or whether he was awake or whether he was asleep, I don't know. So, Paul was carried to the second heaven. And he saw things. I think he said third. I think it was and the third heaven. And saw things that are not even lawful to be spoken. He died with all things in his, in his bosom. He never released them the things that he saw there. He said, he said, of such a man will I glory. But for as for me, I will glory in my infirmities. Then he, he listed the things that he has suffered. So many times I suffered so many times I was beaten so many times I suffered under false brethren I suffered of those things so he glories in his impurities and now here he says Amen and uh, but we glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. So tribulation holds a character in a believer. And that character is called patience. Remember you are May you are you are you are on your way to be a king. You are on your way to rule with Jesus Christ. Is that right? Praise God. We shall rule with him. And without character, you cannot rule. Amen. To be a ruler, it takes a character. And now this is some of the character that you need. Uh, you need patience. If you to be if you are to be a ruler, you need that virtue. You need that character. Of patience. And patience can only be created by 
tribulation. So you need tribulation for you to gain that character. Because that is the only way you can have it. It is through tribulation. Amen. And then and patience experience. You need experience. And for you to gain experience, it is through suffering and then through suffering, then patience, you get experience. And experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So you see, you glory. The Bible tells us to glory in tribulation. Praise be the name of the Lord. The Bible tells us to rejoice in tribulation. In the book of Acts chapter 14 verse 21. Amen. He said, and when they had preached the gospel in that city. Yeah, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Yeah. We must enter the kingdom of God. They did not promise the disciples a bed of roses. They did not promise the disciples a spoon uh, to be spoon fed. But they told them, We shall go into the kingdom of God through my tribulation. Brother Branham said, Many preachers deceive people. They tell them, Get saved, all will be well. He said, It's a lot. Not all will be well. Christianity is not a bed of roses. It's not a journey of roses on every side. Because when you become a Christian, you spiritually put on a uniform. And when you put on a uniform, you become a target of every gun of the enemy. Every barrel is pointing at 
because now you are a soldier you are a fighter for the kingdom of God so the armies of the kingdom of the enemy will be engaging you you see when you are not a Christian you are already in the kingdom of Satan and Satan will not bother with you because he has you he will not trouble you when he has you you are in his hands you are his, his captive he is taking you to hell you see the devil doesn't mind what you are in this temporary time if you are so rich and you are so okay and everything is going on well in the temporary time when he is going to take you to his hell and you perish and you are doomed eternally lost the devil will not bother with you it is like a God they give a good uh, potato leaves and, uh, and, and banana peels and and they know that they are going to slaughter it for the visitors. It's going to be supper. So the devil can give you some bit of peace. Here on earth, if you belong to him, because he knows that little thing you're eating now, is deceiving you as you wait for your slaughter. But when you get saved, it's like you have come out of his control. You have run out of his control. Out of his hands. You have fled to eternal life. And he thinks he can pull you back. So you will train every gun against you. Amen, fellow you know, fellow type Satan. When the children of Israel left, he pursued them to the Red Sea, hoping to bring them back. So when you get saved, when you accept Jesus Christ, Hell will rise against you. Praise be the name of the Lord. And God likes it that way. Because it gives you a test for him. One. To see what is in your heart. To see whether you really meant it. To see whether you really trust him. He will check everything around you. Because God don't want you to serve him. And to follow him. Because of things that perish. He said those things will be added to us. But we must first seek the kingdom of God. And the righteousness of God. We must look for things that are eternal. We must fix our heart. 
things of eternal value. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We must be like our father Abraham. That's why God said, look at the rock from where you were held. Look at Abraham. Abraham. Look at Isaac. Look at Israel. He points us to Abraham as the rock from where we were held. The Bible talks of Abraham that he had revelation that there is a city whose builder and maker was gone. So therefore he started looking for that city. The Bible says he lived in tents. Temporarily dwelling places with his of springs with Isaac with Jacob chaos with him of eternal life living with them in tents because he said here there is no continuing city here there is nothing permanent whatever is here below is temporary whatever comes whatever goes we shall not separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. We shall not spend all our heart and our mind and our time and our resources and our heart feelings for the thing that perish. Brother, sister, whatever you get here on earth, it is temporarily what it means cows, whether it means goats, whether it means a good job, whether it means a good account, whether it means a good husband, whether it means a good wife, the day you kick your last, things remain here, or they take you in a measured pit, and cover you And then the rope start moving. Slowly. As it lowers. And I was looking at that. And I was saying that all of us mortal beings. In the Lord tarries. One day it will be that way. And then there we went. Ash upon ash. Soil up dust upon dust. Taka kutaka. Brother, Muganda whatever wang. you have. 
gain here in the flesh to leave it that time. So God don't want you to be short-sighted. God don't want you to have foolish eyes that look at things that are temporary putting all your heart on things that are temporary. God wants you to look at things that are eternal. Like Abraham, like Isaac, like Job, like all the men of God. They look at things that were eternal. Although God gave them things that are physical. No wonder Jesus told us Your heavenly father knows You need them But they don't matter so much They don't matter so much They are not so important Seek you first The kingdom of God Seek you first The main thing What is major And the minus Will also be Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's why when Job was being tried, God told Satan, because there was a there was a debate between Satan and God. Job loves you because you have fortified him with every good thing. Who can have what Job has and he does not love you? Who can have what Job has and he does not praise you? Who can have what job has and fail to be happy? Who can have what job has and fail to come to church? And fail to be faithful. You have fortified him with every good thing. If any person had what job has, he will surely love you. He will surely serve you. God knew better because God knows our hearts. Oh, hallelujah. God knew the heart of Job. Job's heart was on the kingdom of God and it was on its righteousness. So God allowed Satan he told him okay fine you can tell those things that you think they are a fortress to Job and then he will remain a believer. I trust him he is a faithful servant. Amen. Hallelujah. He is righteous. He is perfect. No matter what, no matter what happens, Job will still 
Trust me. Oh, but don't touch his soul. Oh, God will not allow your soul to be touched. God protects your soul. Because it is that soul that is eternal. The body will lift, will lift temporarily. It will go back to the dust where it came from. But my soul came from the word of God. He told him, don't touch his soul. Oh, blessed be the name And then, everything that is temporary was allowed to be touched by Satan. God testing Job and God proving before Satan that he has a faithful servant can never leave him. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, or whatever comes, whatever goes, nothing, 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 nothing shall separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us look at a few quotes from the message Brother Branham that he preached. He said, I know. It's, it's mainly about Job. He said the patriarch at this time was someone like we are today. He had been in deep troubles, as we call it. High waters. High waters. Like we sing, I keep wading through deep waters, Lord. I'm struggling to reach home. I keep wading through. You see, wading is the water where you cannot walk, when you cannot swim. I mean, it's the water where you can, when you're moving through the waters. That's wading. It's not swimming, but now wading, moving through the water. I keep wading through deep waters, Lord. I'm, strive, I'm striving to, re, to get home. Sometimes the wave does so hard. And I feel I'm gone. But when I think that I'm going to sink, I raise my hand up high. That's when the big old hand God comes down and takes a hold of mine. Oh, don't you feel that way, church? Wading through deep waters. Struggling to get home. Oh, hallelujah. Then we say, cheer my brother. Cheer! Our trials will soon be over. Our loved ones we shall meet, we shall meet. Oh, that God and show the lifeboat is coming. Oh, hallelujah. To rescue you and take you home. So that's the kind of waters that uh, Job 
was wading through high waters. Those are the water that come on like a as if they are going to cover you. And he was desperate. Many days he would sit on the ash heap. And he was trying to find words to console him. Trying to find something that would give him courage. Something that would be a comfort to him. Because he seen his life fading out. You see the Bible says... Job sat on the heap of ashes and started scratching the balls that were in And that heap does not necessarily, that does not only mean a heap of ashes from, from the fire, from his fireplace. But his cattle was a heap of ashes. They were all gods. His sheep were a heap of ashes. His gods were a heap of ashes. His vineyards were a heap of ashes. His reputation was a heap of ashes. His hope was a heap of ashes. His friends were a heap. The men he fellowshiped with. The men and women who celebrated him. Now he was a reproach. To all them it was a heap of ashes. And his wife left him. She was also a heap of ashes. The Bible says his three friends came to him and they looked at him and he looked at them for seven days. And no one speaking a word to the other. Can you imagine such a sorrowful moment? Where you cannot speak to someone and say, how are you? You feel a how are you? Or how do you do? Will be... A mockery. You cannot tell him, God bless you. You cannot tell me, you, you, you don't know what to say. And you just watch him. And he looks at you. For seven days, no one is uttering a word to the other. Amen. Amen. First place, he was an old man. Somewhat 90 years old. And he had been stricken by the hand of God. Now we know that God had not touched him with his hand. But that God had permitted Satan to touch him. God only as agents to do things. God wants an evil den. He just turns Satan loose to do it. And he, he wants good, 
And if he wants good done, he has his servants, he turns loose to do it. And Satan had tight job for a purpose to try him because he and God had had a debate. And God told Satan. That I've got a servant in the earth. There is none like him. Whatever I said to him, he will do it. He's a perfect man and a just man. And Satan said, if you only let me have him, I'll make him curse you to your face. Job not knowing all the things going on. It brought the patriarch into deep distress. Yet somehow, when all was gone from him, he still maintained his position in Christ. I know my Redeemer living. He said, now we come to those places. We come to those places. Praise be the name of the Lord. We also come to those places. We all come. And I believe that today we are gathered here for something like that. Same purpose. We are all on the ash heap. We have our troubles and our ups and downs. And our bad moments. And our sicknesses. And our heartaches. And our disappointments. So we come like this. The morning, this Easter morning, it was Easter when this message was preached. To find words of comfort. That Job was trying to find from his friends. None of them could give him any consolation. Because of his trouble. That we are choosing him. Of being a sacred sinner. You don't know what it means. If you don't know what it means. If your friends now start choosing you of sin, does it mean you deserve what you're because of your sin? Then in the midst of all that trouble, God came to his rescue. God was questioning Job was questioned as he knew not only was his sickness and his boils and trouble and heartaches from losing his family and all of his wealth was just about to take his life. But he was an old man, well stricken in years. And knowing that he was going down to the grave. And knowing that we be he believed that there was 
somebody who brought him on earth. He just couldn't come here by himself. And he knows that he came from a father and a mother. But yet, father and mother had to have someone to bring them. And it would resolve on back to the original. Who brought the first one? Amen. I mean, this is to challenge the scientists who say, you know, we started like this, and then, and then, and then, you, I mean, many infidels, if you ask them, who brought you on earth? They would say, father and mother. And then who brought forth father and mother? They would say, father and mother. But who brought forth the first one? Amen, that's the thing. Why do we come to these troubles? What makes these things come? Why should a Christian ever be perplexed. Why would not everything just run perfect for a Christian? But it doesn't. And we know it. It doesn't. Praise God. Does everything go perfect and Fine. It doesn't. Amen. Amen. And we know it. And sometimes we have more troubles when we become Christian than we did when we were sinners. Because it is written, many is the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivereth him from them all. God promised many afflictions, strange feelings, strange things that would be beyond our understanding. But it's always done for our good. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Many, let me repeat this. Amen. Many afflictions, strange feelings, strange things, that would be beyond our understanding. But it is always done for our good. We just can't understand it. Because if we did, then it would not be a faith to us. We would go with an understanding. But we do it. And we have it. And we believe by faith his word that it's going to work some good thing for us. If we could grasp that today, you could grasp that all of our troubles. And there is none of us immune from them. And if we could realize that all things are for our good. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we together, church?
It is written that the mic should be able to catch the voice even when it is put this far. It is written in one of the scriptures in the Bible. The trials are brought upon us are more precious to us than gold itself. For it is God giving us this trial after we become his property. Our confession our and our baptism and our promise to walk in life for him then every trial that comes upon us is to perfect us to his glory. Amen. Amen. Is to bring us to a place where God can make himself more real to us than he was before the trial came. Brother, every trial, if there was a, a character test, and you put on a uh, uh, scanner or a measuring uh, gadget that measures character, you may not realize but every after a trial when you put there you'll find your character has gone high. You don't have to feel it or to realize it. But that is true. Praise be the name of the Lord. So I want to join in this morning with Job. You I've lived long enough to know that's the truth. I've seen it in my own life. Every time a great situation arises, that I can't get around it, all and it. It, God makes a way and comes out glorious. I just wonder how His grace ever does it. But He does it. Is there situations that you cannot go under? You cannot go over. You cannot go around. And you simply don't know what to do. Praise God. But you just have to stand still. And wait for the salvation of the Lord. What is going to do you don't know. But you know. Father has a way. He will make a way. He has an answer. He never lacks solution. Praise God. But you as a human 
being in your human mind you don't see a way over you don't see a way under you don't see a way around oh yes I'm thinking about the children of Israel when they had come out of Egypt with a lot of enthusiasm with a lot of victory they felt we are free at last now we are free Jehovah set us free. We are bound to the promised land. We are not slaves to any man anymore. And then they took their journey. It didn't last long. They came to the Red Sea. And then they turned behind. They saw a cloud of dust. What is that? It was the chariots of Pharaoh full of soldiers with pointed swords. And now here they are. And their victory seemed to be lost. And their laughter turned into Amen. It, it turned into confusion. Their tumblings must have tumbled to the ground. And they didn't know what to do. They can't run. In front there is a red sea. They cannot go around. Neither on the left nor on the right. Behind the enemies coming. And they started crying. We are finished. And unbelief took over. And confusion took over. Until even the very anointed leader. He went to God. And he started crying. Now what can we do? What are we going to do today? We are in trouble. And instead God rebuked to him. He said why cry? Speak. And go forward. Praise be the name of the Lord. He came and told them, Stand still. You're going to see the salvation of the Lord. God has a way. Where there seems to be no way. My Lord knows the way. My Lord knows the way. Through the wilderness. And all I have to do. Is to follow him. David said. I lift my eyes unto the mountains. From whence, from whence cometh my salvation. He said my salvation. Shall come from the Lord. Who created the heavens. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand still. And you see the salvation of the Lord. Praise God. Who could imagine. Who could think. That the Red Sea can divide it away. Who could imagine. Imagine who could think that the water that will serve them will destroy the enemy. Who could imagine? Praise God. And then the pillar of fire came and stood between them and the children of Israel. God is the mighty 
conqueror. He's the mighty captain. He's the Lord of hosts. He's mighty in battle. There is no general like him. There is no hero like our Jesus. Praise God. He stood in between. And the chariots of the Egyptians started breaking and losing wheels. Oh, something was wrong on their side. Because God was standing for his people. He will always stand for his people. Oh, he will. Because we did not save ourselves. And we cannot take ourselves through. He that saved us is our Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the author and finisher. What he began, he will accomplish. Oh, glory to God. If you served yourself, you will take yourself through. But for me, I did not save myself. I was served by him. Jesus is my savior. He will take me through. He has never failed one battle. And he will not fail you. In whatever battles you're going through, whatever trials, whatever temptation, he will not fail you. He will come and save you. He will come and save you. He will come and save you. Look up your redemption. Your wealth now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said those days they will be cut short. Oh, hallelujah. Even when you get weary in the battle, even when you get so tired, He will reduce the days so that you don't fail. Praise God. And the scripture says in those days Michael shall stand the angel that fights for your people and every name that is written in the Bible shall be delivered. We are not fighting for ourselves. All the God needs from you stand still stand Look up. Don't look at the Red Sea. Don't look at the Egyptians. Don't look at the valleys. Don't look at the hills. Don't look at the mountains. Don't look up. Oh, hallelujah. Your help shall come from the Lord. Your help shall come from the Lord. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Brother Branham talks about. Brother Branham, I'll get up. 
the context that used to be in India those long many days. And he said they would build a fire. And there would be some men on one side and some men on the other side. And then they would pull a rope. Maybe it was a metallic rope. I don't know. But maybe it would be fireproof rope. And they would pull. And each group is pulling to throw the other in the fire. Imagine you are on one side. And you're pulling. The other group and the other group is pulling. And you know it is between death and life. If they overpower you, they are throwing you in the fire. If you overpower them, you are throwing them in the fire. Praise be the name of the Lord. He said that is the context. That is the conflict that is going on today. Between the church and the devil. But he said we are going to pull him. And throw him in his own fire. Praise God. We are bound to win this battle. Because the Lord is with us. The Lord of hosts. He has never failed about us. We are throwing the devil is on fire. Amen. And I remember in all these things Satan tries to make us nervous. And upset to get up to think. Oh, why did this happen? Why couldn't I have been this? Stop those ways. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Stop those ways. Look at him. Look and leave. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Look at him, the author and finisher. Look at him who knew you before the foundation of the world. There is nothing you could do. There is nothing that you could have done as a human being to help about, about it. Praise God. You are a sheep of his pasture. He is your shepherd. Sheep is helpless without shepherds. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. A few, a few days ago when I come out of the most prettiest and most glorious place I ever saw in all my life. It was the great building of our brother Oro Roberts. When I seen that solid marble, and not a window in it nowhere, but how it was fixed. And I've been in Hollywood and I've been in king's palaces. And I've been in a 
everywhere that could be hardly around the world and all the swanky lovely places and home but I never seen anything any place to compare with it nowhere at all how many little aluminum wires weave the inside together and oh I've never seen anything so gorgeous in all my life. When I walked through there and took my hands and rubbed those pole plasters. And the granite. All in the form of a trinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The carvings of it. All those things. I just, I just come from Brother Tommy Osborne. Brother Tommy Osborne. And seen his great mighty work there for the, for, for the Lord. I stood on the outside. Looked back at that building and I thought God surely I have become a hypocrite surely I have become, I have become an outcast somewhere for these men's ministries came off of mine and I thought what Maybe I'm so untrusted that you couldn't trust me with anything like that. Even the little few dollars that you let me pay for the campaigns and things, now they are trying to send me to the pen, penitentiary for it. And why am I such a hypocrite? Or why am I such an untrusted person? I was on the ash pit. I was on the ash heap as Job was of all. When I stood outside there with just couldn't hardly get my breath from such majesty that a poor boy born in a dugout a Pentecostal could do a bring could do and bring that into that great Mammoth building. And I thought, oh God, maybe I'm not worthy. Just then a little voice came down through those corridors. And said, but I am your then I thought, oh God. Oh, just let that stay that 
Because I wouldn't have the intelligence to carry on a great work like that for you. And I'm a little person. as long as you are my portion, I am yours. And you will lead me. I could not lead myself. But oh Lord, lead me. Is those crucial hours that press us onto those Sacred It was in the Bible. And remember, no matter how great that distress is, Satan cannot take your life until God has finished with you. There is nothing can happen to you unless God permits. There is no evil can come unless God permits. For your good, He is working there. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, Brother Branham visited the place of Oral Roberts. And he found such a gorgeous place. More than anywhere he has ever seen. He palaces of kings. He never 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 place he looked at his old printer on the desk. He small cartable in the office. That he called a one office table. And now he saw this ministers who came from his the thing they have done. And he felt low. Praise God. Until God told him, I am your portion. Do you know it happened one time to David? He looked at himself. He even he looked at the wicked. And he saw how they prospered. He said his feet almost. Almost. Praise God. You know Last Sunday inspiration that the devil wants you to take another option. Amen. He will give you another alternative. So David's feet were almost slipping off. I have been faithful in vain. Faithful in vain. Have I served you in vain? Me who stood faithfully and serving you faithfully. Was that in vain? You cannot take care of me. That's how the devil, that's when the devil moves. Praise God. Praise be the name of the Lord. God brings us to those moments. And there Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. 
some few like uh, the other week wiki ngeri having stayed like two weeks without going to my farm na maze wiki ngabili ngasiga na farm yangu i was in the field Nalia I have a manager pay him a lot of money. Nina manageri musasula sente nyingi nina bakozi mbasasula sente nyingi. Era yabasasula sisuba basasula. My animals were full of ticks all over the place. Nensange bisoro byanga bijudde nkwa. And I knew this is now dangerous. Nemanya kanchino kya bulabe. I managed to get when of the cows and i picked a lot of ticks nenso bolo kwatente mu nenji jake nkwa nyinji that almost filled my palm enkwa kumpiruba tulamba and for exotic animals eranga bomanya bisole bizungu this is very dangerous namanya ntikachino chabulabe nyu i called what was standing as a manager there kakati nempito yo yali yirirenga manager look at this animal nemugambe bisole bino bitunulira otya boti this is a state of emergency enombera ya kazigizigi I sent him he ran look for that for the drug to spray we spray them nanonya edagaliyo kuzifunya tuzifuyirira nayo kuva munkwezo the other day luri i lose one of my beloved heifer nafirwa emukundusi yangenjagale nyo i've been breeding and bringing my cows into good breed nzizenzali samwenteza ngangeza ko zite kama ruyo rulunji eranga nzija wala nyo nzijanzizali sam kada onotunulire ndusi nogamba aha eneja kumpa chenonya kati emukundusi yangenefa and then Another heifer. And brother Talent tries his best. Olugana Talent nageza konyonga bwasobola. And yesterday it died. And he did not even tell me that it has died. Because he knew what it means. And someone at the farm called my wife told him. That heifer just died. When I was told that, I kept quiet for some hours. I could not talk. I could not uh, give, even when my wife would ask me a word, I would not answer that. And the devil was speaking a lot of voices to me. Because I really prayed that it does not die. To be honest, I have love for cows. That I cannot even explain to you. And now when that happened. I said, Nengamalaba nzuno nkola nyo Sina na budde wa farm yange Ngenda mu bifone mbifo ngambulira njiri Sisobola na kutuka yo kebera oba kutunulira mu mbere eriwo Kubango mulimu gwa katonda nguteka ku mwanjo Kakali katonda banga takumye nsolozan obutafa Then on top of so many other troubles. The devil was speaking a lot of 
bad voices. In quietness for some time. I felt the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I felt no matter what comes, no matter what goes, no matter what I gain, no matter what I lose, He is faithful. Amen. I'm I don't deserve anything to begin with. Whatever he has given me, it is his mercy. It is his love. And then the words of Job came to me. God gave, God has taken away. May may his be glorified. Shall we get all the good things from the Lord? Where did that calf come from? I mean, where did that hay from? It wasn't a calf, it was it was a hay, it was big. Where did it come from? Yavawa. It came from God. Yavarimukama. Was I born with it? Nazari wanayo. No. Nedda. If it has gone, Bebe-genze. God is still God. Mukama sigalaye katonda. May His name be glorified. Ereri nyeri kurumiswe. Brothers and sisters. Bagana wangebanyinos. Those moments happen in our lives. God will give you ch- tests. Katonda japu isambigezo. He will touch your best and the things you love most. And then he will look at your heart. How you are going to react. Because last Sunday I declared. No matter what comes. No matter what happens to me. No matter what loss I suffer. Amen. No matter what the devil does. I pledge my allegiance to the Lamb. I serve him. Until I die. And then this week, I had to be tried. Amen. Amen. Maybe that can help you to know that you are not alone in the trials. And to know that if others are overcoming, you will overcome us. Praise God. If we all get those trials and overcome them, they will also come to you. But you must have a a stepping stone to say to know how to defeat the devil. Amen. 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 And sometimes we have more troubles. Okay, fine. This is where we have been here. Uh, and why does God let troubles come? God harnesses trouble, puts bites in its mouth, and makes it obey Him. And those troubles bring us into a closer fellowship with God. There had been no rainbow until the flood came. Amen. Amen. 
But after Noah was pressed into that condition that he was in, to float 40 days and 40 nights in a storm. And the little ark pitching up and down in the water. It was after that flood was over that he saw the rainbow for its first time. The covenant of hope. The covenant of promise. After he had went through the tribulation, then he saw the promise. That's the way you see the promise after you've gone through the tribulation. I've liked that poem, Oh Sam, must I be carried home to heaven on a flowery bed of ease? While others fought to win the prize through bloody seas. We ask for comfort and peace. God gives us the best he could give us. Trials and tribulations. God gives us the best that he could give us. That's better than comfort and peace. Our comfort is just beyond the river. Amen. Amen. God don't want you, one don't want to see you covered in a nest of wool and just settled and covered your comfort is beyond the river. Across the bridge. Praise God. It was until the Hebrew children was forced into the fiery furnace. One of most outstanding trials. That they seen when like the Son of God standing among them. Their troubles produced the Son of God standing among them. In the breezes. To wave away the heat wave. But not until they went into the fire did that comfort did that comforter appear. It was Daniel who had purpose in his heart that he would not defile himself with the things of the world. And it was first through a trial where they would pray to God or go to Alone day. But it was after the heat was put on. And he was thrown into the lion's den. After that he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the midst of him. Keeping away that great pillar of fire. 
And the lambs could not get him because he had went through the trials and temptations and troubles. And he knew that his God was able to deliver him from that. It was Abraham after he had seen the ground, the ground get barren. And the drought the drought come. And Lord separated himself and got down to live deliciously into the world. That he heard the whines and cries of his herdsmen with no grass for his cattle. But he remained in the land that God gave him and told him him to sojourn in. And uh, as on that day, after he had been tried till his patience was at the end, it was on that day that when after the trial was over, he spoke face to face with Elohim under the oak that day. It was after he had suffered his trials. After he had went through the troubles. That he had been through. That God appeared to him in the form of a man. And sit there and told him he was married. And his wife's name was Sarah. And said she laughed at him in the tent behind. It was there that Abraham called him Elohim. It was after the trial and tribulation. Oh, if the church could only wake to itself. Today, after the troubles and trials and loves and made fun of, the thing the church has been through, the Pentecostal church, that we can see God in our midst doing great signs. You cut that inspiration, church. After trials, then blessings. After trials, then God appears. Praise God. At the end of the night, it is the darkest hour. When the darkest hour comes, it is just before light. There is light at the end of your tunnel. Praise God. Therefore, brother, sister, press on. Press on. Press on. Amen. Amen. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your hair. Your redemption draws And they have to have a crucifixion before you can have a resurrection. 
Era wali no kusoko kubira wa msalaba Angatona funa kuzukira Angatona zukira Oteko kolu wa msalaba Amen Amen And before the church Will ever be able to see resurrected power. Before I can ever see a new ministry. Take place myself. Take place myself. Before you can ever enter into new fellowship with God. There has got to be a self crucifixion. So that they can come. A resurrection. We've got to die out to our own thoughts. Die out to our own ways. Die out to everything that's around us. Through the trials and tribulations. And we might see a new resurrection. A new life. Before a sinner can ever become a Christian. There has to come a death. Before Abraham could see Elohim. There had to be. 25 years of testing. Before the Hebrew children could see the Son of God, they had to go into a fiery furnace. Before Daniel could see an angel, he had to go into the lion's den. Before Job could ever see the resurrection, he had to go in and lose everything he had. But then by a vision he saw. Do you catch the inspiration church? Praise God. Before promotion there has to be a test. There has to be a training. Praise God. Remember your days in school. You had to be you know, pushed to revise and to be put on tension. And sleepless nights. How many put basin, water in the basin and put feet in the, in the basin in the water? So that you don't sleep. You got to read. Because Exams are coming. Amen. How many did that? Amen. I remember those nights when I would leave home and go to my friends that I used to read with and spend a night with them and put our feet in the water so that we could keep awake to read. And finally, in the examination room, there is a lot of pressure on you and the heart, you know, pressure is high. But finally, that's how you can get promotion. Even spiritually, if you are to get promotion, oh, you have to go through tests. Even in the army, 
You have to go to a course. He said, I met my friend with a Kano. And he was telling me that he has put on a weight. But he said, good enough. Good enough. He has been designated to go for a course. And he said, when he comes from the course, you don't know what happens there. You don't know what, you know, if you look at me after there, you don't believe I'm the one. Praise God. So if the army before you promoted, they take you to a course. What about in the kingdom of God? Before promotion, you got to go through a course. It taken against this man of drops of blood breaking through his skin. It taken him a cruel agony of Calvary. Before there came the proof of an eternal God who could raise the dead who could raise the dead up. It taken against this man in the cavalry to make an Easter. It suddenly did. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So, you must not fear trials. I am equipping you, bride of Jesus Christ. Don't fear whatever the devil brings to you. Yes, he cannot touch you. He cannot do anything he is allowed by the heavenly Father. But it's not for evil. It is not for frustration. It is for your good. So count it joy when those trials come. Lift up your hands and say thank you Jesus because you have a purpose. You have a level you are taking you me. You have something you are doing in my life. The devil will be powerless because we have to be quick to overcome the devil whichever way he comes. Praise God. That's the way God does his church. He gives you trial after trial, test after test, trial after trial, test after test, until the life of Christ is reflected in your life, until you become peaceful, sober, meek, Gentle, humble, ready, submissive, willing, turn your head from the things of the world and looking straight to Calvary. The one who is 
doing the beating. You remember, here he is talking about the refiners of gold. Those days they didn't have machines that would refine. But everywhere gold is, it is mixed with the data things. So when they dug gold, they didn't have refiners, so they beat it. They put it there and then beat and beat and beat they beat the beating of the dark the and the way the refiner would tell that now gold is refined he will look himself in there. He stands there. And he would see his image so clearly. Brother Brown says so clearly that he can even shave his Through that heap of gold. Then he would know now it's okay. So Jesus Christ. He will give you try after try. Try after try. Temptation after and the trials are beating. Those trials are beating. Amen. Until you look to him. Praise God. And when he sees himself. Through you. He sees his own image. Amen. Amen. Peaceful, sober, meek, submissive, willing to head from the things of the world and looking straight to Calvary. To the one who is doing the beating. Many times you think it's a strange, it's strange. Because fiery trials, and sicknesses, and persecution is only done to test you. To get the dirt out of you. Even sickness? Yes. Even poverty? Yes. Now, if you can remember in the message adoption, child training, the Holy being your tutor, he said he will give you tests, he will give you trials, among the trials he mentioned, he said he can, he can even kill your family, even kill your family, yes. then he can make you sick, you see the Holy Spirit doesn't sicken, but he will turn the devil, he will take your protection, Away from you. And the devil torture you with sickness. And he will watch a minister pain. How are you going to, to act? How are you going to react? He will be, he will be watching. 
He's looking at your heart. And the decision it takes. And at that moment, Job student said, Though he slay yet I will serve him. Yet I will trust him. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. When a child of God reaches there, oh, that pleases the Father. That pleases the Father. Nothing present. Nothing in the past. Nothing in the future. Nothing from east away. South and north. Just permit us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. And that one hurts the devil. There is nothing that overcomes the devil like that. After all things, you've loved the Lord even more than you did before. Praise God, it's only done to test you. To get the dirt out of you. To get the sludge out of you. To get the sludge out of you. The slowness out of you. To wake you up to the place where you can look and see the reflection. All, all men can see the reflection of Christ. In you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Praise God. God said to one of the churches of the seven ages. And he said, I will put none other burden. The word for burden is weight or pressure. The pressure of the dark ages was either bend or be broken. Bow or die. It was the inquisition, the power of the empire backing up satanic worship. Be organized or pay with your life. Each age has its pressures. Each age has its pressures. Praise God. Amen. For example, a great burden of the last age is the pressure of riches. Soft living and nervous tensions in a complex age that we seem unfitted to live in. This fourth age seems to have had a clear-cut burden. It was to defy Rome, stand up for the word, even unto death. It was clear cut. But today it's not. Amen. Hallelujah. The oppressors of our day. Praise be the name of the Lord. That we must overcome. No crown. Amen. Amen. 
No crown, no victory. Amen. Let me just let us just look at some of the few quotes here. Amen. Uh, many times when they were martyred in that very age of bend or break, they stood the minister right out among them like that and killed them all at the same time. And whatever they did do them do to them people they burnt them. They took men and nailed them with down to logs and turned wild dogs loose. And let them eat from the back of the person pulling their intestine through before the person ever died. Turning women Taking women could cut their right breast off and let them stand there as their heart beat and just throb till they pitched over. Like Take their children from expected mothers and feed them to the hogs and things. Let the mother stand and watch it. And all kinds. Those were the trials in those days. Now just one thing before we start on this book. At the beginning was the Pentecostal church. The Pentecostal church moved out in the power of the other spirit and wrote the book of Acts. The second round, it began to dwindle. The church became formal. Second church age, it was really formal. But that little seed of Pentecost kept coming up, coming on, the spiritual. Then it went into a place of dark ages. Over about 1500 years and something of a dark persecution. That little Pentecostal age kept living on through that. How it survived. How it survived it. Don't ask me. It was the hand of God. The only thing that could have done it. The only thing that could have done it. Because this is how they, they tortured them. They tormented them. This was quite a cruel persecution. Because they pegged them down to posts. And took the men and turned them over a stump. And took wooden pegs and drove it in their legs and let the animal dogs eat them from the back through them before they even died can you imagine 
That is the situation that they were taken through. Huh? Now, what if, imagine if you lived in that day. Talk of persecutions and troubles. Amen. When you look at what they went through, you can think ours is a child play. Praise be the name of the Lord. But it is not. It is not. Your pressures are equally hard. Your pressures are equally strong. But no age, no church, no Christian will go without those trials and tribulations. Every believer will face his. But at the end of it all, there is a crown. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. There is crown to the overcomer. Amen. Let me give my last quote here. It is a story that I love so much. Some time ago, the great Caesar Augusta, after a great famous battle, had won a great victory. That was going to give him a celebration in Rome. And he said to them, I want some man to ride, some other man to ride by my side while I'm doing this. Said, I want some man to share these blessings with me. It went through the camps. And all the officers trimmed their plums and polished their swords and made their armors real bright. And everything and practiced standing straights and the silent salute and so forth. And each one walked up their big armor before him and sat up there on his throne and there came up officer with his big fine plum just further age. Look and made his salute. Caesar, Caesar shook his head. He walked away. Another one came up. Made his salute. Caesar shook his head. And he walked away. Time after time. Soldier after soldier. Finally, way down along the line, came a little footman. He didn't have any shield to polish. Neither did he have a plum to trim. 
But he walked up in front of Caesar. He didn't even know how to make a right kind of a salute. But he just bowed his head. And he walked away. Caesar said, wait a minute. Who are you? Come back here. He walked up there. He looked at him. There is scars over, over his face. And disfigured. And crippled up. Say, where, where do you get them scars at? He said, out in the battle fighting for my Lord Caesar. Say, climb up here and sit down by my side. You are the one that has been tested and proved. This is from the message time tested memorials of God. Brother, it's not plum trimming time. It's not educational days. It's time testing time. It's a time that God is testing his church. To find the battle scars. Hard trials. And fights. And battles. That's the one who will ride by his side. How Elisha was tested and proved before he could wear a prophet is wrong. How Elisha threw that robe around his shoulder. How he must be the right man. Elisha watched him there in the field. When he was plowing, he said that the man God said that the man is the man that can wear that garment. The man that can wear that robe. He can take your place. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How his all seeing eye is a moving over the earth. Trying to find some man that will wear that robe that it talked about. Can you drink the cup that I drink? Can you be baptized with the baptism I am? You can, he said that to that. So we today as the church, you are to put on the robe of Christ. The whole armor of Christ. The whole shield and buckler. And armor. That we might stand blameless at that day. He is looking for time tested 
Memorials as he can say. There is my servant. I have tested him. I have trained him. Mutendese. I put him through. Like Job. Ngayobu. He still proves a hundred percent. God be merciful to us. So we can take God at his word. And be time tested memorial.